Thanks for joining the Spirit Life Truth Podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Susie Sandoval to talk about mental health and suicide prevention after trauma or chronic illness. Susie Sandoval is the founder of Organized Zen, which is all about decluttering your life both mentally and physically. Susie will share with us some tips for how to get through some of those darkest days. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my first in-person podcast. I am very excited. I am here with my friend Susie Sandoval, who is the founder of Organize Zen, and it's a wonderful company. It's all about how to declutter your life, both mentally and then also physically, and Susie is here to talk to us today about specifically how to declutter your um, your mind and your emotions. And that's something that I think is very timely right now and a very important topic. And um, I'm very excited, Susie, that you're here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to being here and looking forward to this conversation. It's not an easy one to have. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm grateful that we're going to be diving into something that is very relevant to our times right now. Yes, 100%. And the reason that we wanted to bring this podcast um, forward for everybody is we were chatting the other day and we realized that we, we have something in common, mm-hmm. that we have both suffered from trauma in our lives, um, different circumstances, but still traumatic events that have um, created depression and even some suicidal thoughts at times. And so when we realized we had that in common, we decided that it's a very important conversation that we need to share. And we just wanted to bring everybody in to this conversation in hopes of maybe helping somebody out there who is in a similar situation. So um, so that's the topic today. It is a very serious topic, um, but a very important one. So mm-hmm. again, thank you for for doing this with me and it's really good to see you again so um now just to preface neither one of us are um we're not doctors um we are here purely to share our stories and to bring community um together into this space and into this topic um and we are both resources here to help anybody who um who needs some additional assistance um for whatever is going on in your life so i just wanted to make sure we get that part um, out in the open. Now, um, so what I'd like to do now is Susie and I will share kind of our own experiences and then um, Susie will, um, using a lot of the techniques that she's learned in her life um, and the spiritual coaching that she provides will then help us, you know, uh, give, some, give us some tips for how we can move forward. And so I'm excited to hear that piece too. So. Um, so I think what we can do to start off is, Susie, do you want to give us um, just a, a little background on your story first, and and then I can share mine after. And that's sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I grew up in a multi-abusive childhood, so I've spent most of my adult life focused solely, dedicated to my own healing process from that. And through the course of the years um, of experiencing that, my first suicidal mindset um, happened when I was in my teens, really early on. And um, I would have these thoughts that were 
depressing and negative, and I felt like I, I just uh, was overwhelmed, not only by the mental thoughts, but also emotionally. And at the time, I did not have support, I wasn't going to therapy, and I didn't have any tools to be able to manage that. And so that thought, those suicidal thoughts, anytime life would become unbearable, those thoughts would come up mm-hmm. again and again. And it took me years to be able to better understand um, how a suicidal mindset was actually serving me. I know that's a difficult link to make, but there is a reason why it was coming forth. And so my journey was um, learning how to listen to that inner voice and those thoughts and be able to experience feeling those emotions um, and working through that so that for me, the suicidal mindset is something that would continue to reappear in my life. It wasn't like a one-time thing and then it went away. It would continue to reappear. And so that's why I'm very, very passionate about this topic because um, for everyone it could be different. And I think one of the most devastating aspects to having this mindset is when I really, really was very helpless in despair and in that mindset. Uh, I felt very alone and so I didn't want to reach out. It felt like a, a burden. And there was a time where I went online and I looked up the suicidal hotline and I actually got really upset. It, um, it shifted me, ironically, when I looked at the website, it shifted me from a hopeless, despair, suicidal mindset to an anger, which was actually a positive thing because it kind of knocked me out of the suicidal mindset and got me into an emotion of anger. And the reason why is because when I looked on the website, I felt like I would just be a number. I felt like I'd have to go through this whole system of um, that really wouldn't actually be healing for me. And so it was very discouraging for me. And so I still have this kind of, uh, I have a big passion on speaking on this topic because I think that there's other ways that we can support each other um, in, uh, in being able to better understand what this is really about for mm-hmm. each of us. Wow, oh my gosh, Susie. It sounds like really stemming from um when you were in your teens and childhood, I, something that you've really been dealing with for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, whereas with, in my experience, and I'll just share my story, um, I, as m- most of you know who are listening, um, who know me, went through, um, and I'm still kind of on the tail end of uh, something called topical steroid withdrawal. So I had struggled with eczema my entire life, and then um, doctors had prescribed this medication that I should use um, to suppress the eczema symptoms. And I did use what they told me to, um, and in the quantities that they recommended, and uh, fast forward about 15 years, and I went through a drug withdrawal from that steroid cream, and it was a real drug withdrawal. I had night sweats. I was. I had my temperature was fluctuating. I was losing my hair. Um, my I had high emotional, like a roller coaster of emotions, highs and lows, and it was um, very scary. I didn't know what was going on. My daughter was 18 months old at the time, and I was still breastfeeding her. I was still going through postpartum emotions from that, and. It was um, it was horrible. I 
my skin was on fire there was an itch that is unbearable if you don't know what I'm talking about it's like the itch that you just cannot scratch it goes bone deep and it goes from the more, moment you wake up and through the night um, it never goes away and so um, and it was like that every day for for months and months and even now it still pops up every now and then I um, I had gotten through a lot of those earlier um, symptoms have gone away now which is amazing but I will never forget how I felt and there were times where I would be crying I cried a lot and I would say things to my husband about how um, I didn't feel like I was a good mother anymore how I felt like I couldn't take care of our daughter and how um, during some of those darkest days I even told my husband to go find another wife somebody who could help take care of our daughter because I also felt like a burden because here my husband's trying to take care of our child and then support me emotionally, which you know, was very difficult for both of us. And there were times where I thought, what is the easiest way to get out of this? How can I make this stop? And um, so of course, you know, the idea of suicide crossed my mind. Um, fortunately, I did have support from my husband and my daughter who um, you know, she's the sweetest. And so I never really got to that point of looking at the hotline or really trying to figure this out. But, um, but it crossed my mind um, several times over the course of those um, earlier days. You know, there were about five months there that were particularly challenging. And so, um, and so yeah, that, that was a, a traumatic event for me um, that happened uh, three years ago mm -hmm. and fortunately I don't have um, those thoughts any longer um, of course I still sometimes get depressed because my skin's not perfect but oh my gosh I've come so far and I have to just keep that into perspective um, but I do know that many of you listening might also be going through topical steroid withdrawal or another kind of illness um, and when you're going through illness, it's very depressing and there's so much anxiety and stress because you really don't know when it's going to end, what you can do to feel better. And sometimes you're just at your wit's end and it's like enough already. And so um, that's why we, we really want to talk about this further because I think Susie has some tools um, that will be very beneficial for everyone to hear and uh, might be very helpful if you're going through you know a moment right now where you just feel like you're at the end of your rope so yeah you know and hearing you talk i actually was a few seconds away from taking my own life mm. so i actually did take it pretty far um and um um fortunately in that moment um i had had a cat at the time a kid a, a, my kitty cat um lulu who I named after I Love Lucy. And, um, and uh, in those very moments, my cat popped into my mind, Lulu popped into my mind, and it was like, I was worried that no one would take care of her, no one would be there for her. So it was like this miracle of like love came in this moment in this ultimate despair. Mm -hmm. So I was very blessed um, for that to happen. Uh, but at the time, I was going through this experience where 
because I was so depressed, my life looked black and white to me. And I'm a very inspired person by life. I, I love color and I love the vibrancy of life. So for me to experience the dullness because I was so depressed, um, I remember watching a sunset and it didn't even excite me or anything. I was really depressed. And a friend, um, I had gone on a walk with a friend and she had looked at me, thank God, and was just enough to say like, you need to get help, mm. you know? And, um, and so I immediately started working with a therapist um, and her name's Carolyn Sabi and her business is called Healing Into Wholeness. And what happened was for the first time in my life, I had had someone in my life that could hold space for all the pain I was going through because the suicidal mindset of like, I want to die. I just, I just want to die. I can't handle this. It's too much. And kind of like you were talking about with your experience, um, the intensity can be different for everyone, you know? And again, some of us will take it to different extents and act upon it. Um, and so, what I have found is um, when I didn't have any support in my life is when it was the worst. And when I actually was able to um, have support and talk with people who had experienced suicidal mindset, it opened up the conversation that I wasn't alone. And a lot of the suicidal mindset is you're feeling in despair, is you're feeling like alone, you're feeling a burden, no one understands you, you're in a very dark place and it's a very isolated place to be. So one of the remedies is being able to find someone, be able to express that I have these thoughts, I have these emotions, um, I don't want you to take any action on this, I just want you to hear me. If we can have the strength to find someone in our life to do that, now I'm gonna be honest too, there were times where I didn't have anyone in my life to do that. So one of the things I started doing was I would turn on my phone and I would record myself. I would actually record myself and I would say, and I would be ugly crying and everything and I would record myself on video and express everything I needed to express because it wasn't something I was gonna share with anybody. I did the video solely for myself. And then what I would do is I'd go back and I'd watch the video. And this was a really powerful tool for me because if you don't feel like you have anyone in your life like I did, this was a way, we're often taught how to have relationships with other people in our lives, but not with ourselves. We hear about self-love and self-care, but typically it's spoken about on a very surface level. And that doesn't get to the level of these kind of suicide, this pain that we're going through and this mental um, illness that's happening. And so that was one thing that was extremely valuable for me because I, I got tired of journaling. I needed something different. So it's almost like a video diary. And what that started to do was cultivate a sacred space for myself where I could be completely honest and I could get all my emotions and my thoughts out. And then when I listened to myself, I developed a compassion for myself. Um, so me seeing myself experience such pain brought out this other aspect of my we have all these different aspects of ourselves we think we're one person but we have all these different aspects of ourselves so if we can learn how to um, um, use these different aspects of ourselves in beneficial ways to have like self-compassion it's very powerful um, so that would be one of um, one one thing I would recommend again if you don't have anyone you absolutely we absolutely need 
a healthy, sacred space to talk about this without judgment, mm -hmm. without anyone interrupting, without anyone trying to fix it. It's not for anyone else to fix. It's part of our journey. Anytime pain is coming forth, it is there with a very strong message. And I think that's something that we miss. We miss um, that the pain is there to serve us with a message. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can hold space, just like you would for a child, if your child was in pain, you wouldn't just ignore them and walk away. You would listen. You, you would open your eyes, you would open your ears, and you would hold space and you would listen for them. It's the same thing we want to be doing for ourselves. So that's one tool I would recommend. Oh, and I love that tool. Honestly, um, I didn't even know that was you know labeled as a tool, but I do that sometimes when I'm talking to my mom or my sister. I will, I will call them and I will say, I do not want any advice right now. I just need to tell you something or if they call me and they're you know offloading I'll say do you want me to listen or would you like advice and I ask I, I kind of lead with that and um, because I completely agree I don't want someone telling me just use a different kind of cream just change your diet to mm -hmm. this just do that it's it's enough already like I've put in the time and the research like I know what I want to be doing or need to be trying I just need someone to hear me and I don't feel like someone can hear me if they're just giving me advice all the time and so I love yeah. that yeah and that I, comes from mm -hmm. um, our left brain also right we have the left brain and the right brain so the left brain is extremely logical the right brain is going to be more abstract so when we're giving advice you're speaking to the left brain but that's not where the pain is hiding oh, wow. Um, wow. so that's why when we're holding space for ourselves um, we're integrating both the left and the right brain in that, especially when you're watching yourself again. That compassion is also coming from our heart. We're getting out of our head and into our heart. And that's part of, that's what the pain is wanting. The pain is mm -hmm. wanting to be heard. The pain is wanting to be felt. Um, and in our society, we are taught, don't cry, don't, you know, we're taught not to feel our feelings. And I think this is a great opportunity um, in this conversation to be having is how can we learn to feel our feelings and express them? So that moves me to the next um, sharing is um, this This took me years to, 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 to learn this tool. Um, and it's very powerful also is a lot of times what happens, as I mentioned, it's the left brain. The left brain is getting fed all this negative input. And so then we're believing it. And now the mind is playing this tape of, a, of messages that are not serving us. And so what we want to do is we want to bring that integration of the right brain into it, the abstract. Um, so it's really important that when we're feeding ourselves, whether it's we're feeding it from a podcast or reading a book or a TV or whatever we're feed, we don't even we, we feed our bodies with food, but we feed our mind and we don't realize what we're feeding it if we're not mindful. And so um, what happens is is we are like inputting, inputting, but we're not outputting. Hmm. There's an imbalance. So. Um, finding a creative outlet to express the pain is a second remedy for this. So what I started to do is when I was having these thoughts, I would dance, I would listen to music that would allow me to feel the feeling even more. So I wasn't trying to avoid the feeling, I wasn't trying to make it go away, I actually did the opposite. I went straight into it. So I'd listen to music that would really allow me to s express my anger, my frustration, whatever that is. 
um, and I would dance and I would sing or I would do art. I would um, I would um, uh, use colors mm -hmm. to be able to express my emotions. Um, uh, also getting out in nature, of course. Any of those sort of things, again, are going to be able to bring love into the space of such darkness. It's bringing the light into the darkness. So keeping in mind that we're feeding ourselves and we need to express. So dancing, singing, really a lot of times when I um, talk to my clients, so I do spiritual life coaching to help with this, mm -hmm. um, with mental and emotional, the inner clutter. And so a lot of times what I'll do is when my clients are in pain, I'll ask them, is there any sort of, what do you enjoy doing? How do you enjoy creatively expressing yourself? And quite honestly, a lot of my clients are stuck. They're like, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Mm, so it's numb, almost like really still. getting back in touch with that inner child mm. of being an artist. And that is another way that you see what happens is we have these thoughts right in our mind that are suicidal or depressing or negative. And so once the thought, once we believe that thought, it becomes an energy in motion, an emotion, mm -hmm. which then gets into our body. And so if we're not um, um, allowing that emotion to continue to be in motion, it gets stuck in our body and it gets stuck in our mind and keeps replaying that mindset. So then we're experiencing insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So um, yeah, finding your creative outlet. Think about, and if you're stuck, think about when you're a kid and what you really enjoy doing um, because that's gonna be instrumental in this process. Even if it's something that you do for five minutes, you listen to one song or you dance or you sing or, or maybe a creative outlet for you is writing a whole new story. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, stretching your imagination in these moments and um, we can focus on negative thoughts, but where we get really imbalanced is really striving to focus on positive thoughts too. Mm -hmm. Now that's not to be mistaken um, by what's known as like spiritual bypassing, which is using positivity to avoid pain. Mm -hmm. If we do that, the pain is gonna continue to persist. So we wanna honor the pain and listen to it. And again, um, these are some tools by videoing yourself, by um, finding your creative outlet. Those are ways that we're actually holding space to listen. And another creative outlet is writing a new story, but ensuring that you're still feeling your emotions along the way mm -hmm. so that the energy is able to move through you so it doesn't stay stuck within you. So we're not keeping those same stuck emotions and those same stuck mindset. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is amazing advice. Mm -hmm. And I even love this, the part where you talked about um, just using love, something that you love, um, to bring those things together. It doesn't have to be that you're feeling only pain. You can have other emotions that you're bringing into this creative um, experience as well, which is beautiful. I know um, some people in the topical steroid withdrawal community um, do a lot of poetry and, you know, just as, as an outlet, as well as, like you're saying, music and dance. And um, it's, a, it's a really great community that um, of people that I've been able to um, kind of bring into my experience because that is how a one way that um, helps me not feel so alone um, and so yeah um, but I, I love finding that creative um, that creative outlet um, and then yeah. when you said that I also thought about my my puppy we have this new Polly, uh, mm. our dog mm. and thinking about your cat Lulu it's like you know, even having an animal that you're caring for and that you're loving can sometimes 
help balance you a little bit in those dark moments. It's like, oh, you know, I can hold the puppy and she will, you know, I think animals really sense our emotions they as do. well. They and pick so them up. having yeah. that companion can sometimes be really helpful. But you bring up a really good point. So it's really difficult to do this, but it's also when we're lacking love, that's really what a suicidal mindset is. It's, it's a lack of love. Mm. Um, to such a painful extent, you bring up such a good point. Um, if you're able to give love, then you're cultivating it, and that is something else that will help the process. So something important to understand is because emotions are energy, they have different frequencies. We talk about good and bad and right or wrong, and I want to stay away from that um, and more talk about um, positive um, frequencies and emotions and negative frequencies. Then it's there's no judgment attached to it. But when you're in a suicidal mindset, the last thing you want to be is around a happy person. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because you're at such a lower vibrational frequency of your energy or of your emotion that it's too far of a gap to go to happiness. And so um, there's online, there's emotional frequency chart that you can look up and it'll show you the different frequencies of emotion. And typically what you're wanting to do, instead of continuing that downward spiral of emotions um, and mental mindsets, you wanna um, gradually up, go up the scale. So for practicality, what that would look like is, as I mentioned, when I went on the website and it took me out of despair, and I and I was so I it, it angered me. Mm-hmm. It took me up a level. It took me out of despair, and it put me into anger. And a lot of times, when we're in anger, that's really um, a fear that's hidden. The, so we act out in in, in anger. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that's a really good remedy for anger is sarcasm. So if you want to jump up another another mm-hmm. notch of this emotional scale to get you back up to that joy or that love. Um, is when you're angry, you can go and watch a stand-up comedian or, or just find that sarcastic party or maybe you have a sarcastic friend. Um, and that's going to start jumping you up the scale of the emotional frequency. Again, everything's energy. We don't really look at it that way, but I really want to um, bring this practicality to it because the more we understand what's going on, the better we're able to self-manage and heal ourselves. Um, so I, I want to bring that up too. Oh, well, it's fascinating just... The idea that um, that it could be so far of a jump, and then it's almost like you're polarizing even more so if you if you do jump into something so quickly. And when I was going through the worst of my um, my TSW days, I cut off all communication with pretty much everybody except for my husband and my daughter. And I I don't think I realized that I was even doing it. I I think I just felt like no one's going to understand, or I was I mean I was really embarrassed because I looked horrible. Um, I also still didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know how long it was going to last and I didn't want to answer any more questions about it. It was like, this is my life. Like this isn't some conversation where you can kind of pop in and check in on me and then disappear for weeks at a time. Like these days, you know, calling your friends, it's like once in a blue moon. And I, I didn't want to be that once in a blue moon. And so, um, but when I've shared my story, um, now and, and looking back, as soon as my friends realized what I had been going through, they were like, oh my gosh, I wish we had known. We would have been there for you. You know, these, they're so sweet to even think those, um, you know, share that with me. 
And I do believe that they would have been there for me um, as well, but maybe I just wasn't ready for it. And yeah. so hearing what you're saying, it's like, I, they probably would have been very positive and upbeat and like, you can do this, like it's going to get better. But maybe that wasn't what I needed to hear. And it was, I had to kind of go through those phases, like you're saying, and I didn't, really, I didn't even know I was doing it. So listening yeah. to you, it's like, wow, I can really see how uh, just, I, yeah, I kind of went through those stair steps um, unknowingly, but it's amazing that now we can bring this to light. Yeah. Um, and so anybody watching this or listening can um yeah, so go on the internet. Like a little plan. You can also you go will. on the internet and type in emotional frequency, and there's a bunch of um, charts on there. Mm-hmm. They're usually color charts that'll help you. Um, and that's another thing is there's also a, a, a beautiful tool that I use with a lot of my clients. Um, and and you know, often you're gonna hear me talk about self healing because this is an isolating experience. And if the people in your life either have never experienced a suicidal mindset or they have, but they haven't gone through the self-healing process, they're not going to understand how to hold space for you. Mm -hmm. So that's why this is another important conversation to have is because as we heal, we can then recognize and help and hold space and have compassion for others and look beyond that smile that everything is good and everything's okay and really be able to really be like, is it really okay? Mm -hmm. Are you really okay? Because I'm a safe space for you to talk to. Um, I'm a safe space for you to really express whatever's going on and, um, and we can leave it there. Um, but if we aren't able to self heal, we can't provide that for anyone either. And that's why they say, you know, especially during these times right now, it's really important where there's so much stress and so much chaos, um, and so much confusion that we're able to center ourselves and be strong within ourselves to be able to heal um, um, during these times because one of the things I teach also is um, we don't realize that also a lot of these thoughts and these emotions may not even be ours. Um, We can catch them from other people. Um, I do energy healing and I work with the chakra systems and again uh, all of this is because of my own healing journey. I had to go deeper and deeper because I went to traditional therapy. It didn't work. I would get um, work with doctors to try to figure out hormones or any of this stuff. And it wasn't any of that. It was all when I started learning about energy healing that I was able to receive the greatest benefits um, in this journey. So, um, so understanding, that's why I mentioned the emotions are energetic frequency and understanding this is really key. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, Susie. Thank you. Yeah. Now, for somebody who's uh, watching or listening that might be going through a suicidal mindset right now, um, what is maybe just like the one thing that they can do after they, you know, and after they end this episode and they're, you know, sitting at their desk or they're, you know, taking out their their headphones, they've ended the video. What is the first thing that maybe somebody could do? Yeah, I would say do the video. Do the video first. Record yourself on the video. And um, because just like if you get lost in a forest, you need to know where you're at to then know, and then you need to know where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't know where you're at right now, so then you don't know where you can start going, like what steps you can take to get to the destination that you're trying to get to. So uh, I was starting to touch on this. I'm glad you brought this back. So if you go online also and you look up emotional emotions, chart of emotions, 
Um, also, that's one place to start is to identify how you're feeling. I can't tell you how many people, this sounds very simple. I can't tell you how many people that say, oh, I'm feeling stressed. That's not an emotion. That's not a feeling. We need to really learn how to connect with our emotions and what we're feeling in the moment. So there's some tools online, like I said, that will help you identify this is the emotion. I'm angry. I'm sorrowful. I'm in despair. Once you do that, then the next step is, well, how do you how do you want to feel? I want to feel joyful. I want to feel loved. And again, as I mentioned, you can start going up the chart to be able to do that. But you need to know how you're feeling right now and then what it is that you're wanting to feel. Um, So record a video, identify your emotions on where you're at, and then you can speak to that. And even after you speak, you're going to most likely feel better. The other thing I would recommend is absolutely starting a meditation practice. I can't emphasize this enough. So three of my areas of specialty are meditation, mindfulness, and minimalism. And meditation, we all know we need to do it, but we don't do it. And then we wonder why we're suffering so much mentally and emotionally. Um, the um, I recommend a breathing exercise, by the way, for anyone that's new to meditation, because meditation is... a a big word that is all-encompassing, and there's actually a lot of different types of meditation. So I would focus on two meditations if you're new to meditation or if you're experiencing these suicidal mindsets. The first one is guided visual meditations are very good. If you have a monkey mind, you can't can't get it settled, do a guided visual uh, meditation. And you can go on YouTube. Kelly Howell is my absolute favorite um, because she works with the brain waves. So actually, um, it's healing on um, multiple, um, it's all scientific backed up. I can't even get into all that, but she works with theta waves and all this stuff. Um, But Kelly Howell, um, I know that also Deepak Chopra has a really amazing 21-day abundance meditation right now. I've done that and loved it. It's a really amazing one. It's Mm -hmm. only like 15 minutes. Now, uh, I'm also a student of A Course in Miracles. A student of A Course in Miracles teaches us as little as five minutes a day in the morning is enough. So if you're new to meditation, as little as five minutes, you you really, really, that's an act of self-love. Mm-hmm. Is, um, is find a meditation. Another one is um, you can download Unplugged Meditation app. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a seven-week for free, and you can then really, really, I'm picky. I'm picky with voices. I'm picky with the style. Of, be picky because um, you want to find a meditation that you love, that you continue to do it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so meditation has got to be, um, something that you integrate. And then I also mentioned, uh, breathing exercises, which unplugged meditation also has some amazing teachers that teach breathing exercises. The breathing exercise is really important because just like you, your brain is a muscle or we work, we work our, we work our muscles, right? We need to work our mental muscle. And so Breathing exercise is a way where you work your mental muscle, but it also gets oxygen in your entire body. And a lot of what's happening with the mindset is we're not breathing. It's a hello. What's the biggest message of Corona right now is I can't breathe. And we, so if anything, again, pain speaks the pain of Corona. That's one of the messages, spiritual messages is to be breathing, to be consciously breathing and um, it's our greatest superpower and it's the most underutilized superpower that we all have. Mm-hmm. You can do it anywhere, anytime. And, um, and if you don't want to do any of that, if any of that's too overwhelming right now, because I understand a suicide, when you're in that mindset it, and that those emotions are so overwhelming, 
practice taking seven breaths just in and out. Just do seven breaths. That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever you're feeling anxious or nervous, just pause and do that as a practice. I, I tested it with my clients, five breaths to 10. And um, I realized um, the seven was that magic number that would, they, they would come out of the seven and their, their energy would be shifted. Mm -hmm. More relaxed and your yeah. heart rate can go down. And yeah. Definitely. Yep. And also one thing is, again, I'm really thinking, because I know monkey mind is very difficult to, to, to manage. If you're doing uh, the seven breaths and you just can't focus, um, on the breath, have a mantra, you know, I am love, put your hand on your heart, hands on your heart, I am love, and just breathe seven times. And again, we're wanting to bring love into this space mm -hmm. because the darkness, it's darkness and it needs light. Once you bring light to it, that's where the love, that's where the healing starts happening is when we bring love into it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, and even when you do the video, like you said, watching yourself back, helps give you some compassion even for yourself. And that self-love is really what this is all about. It's not trying to be loved from anybody else but ourselves. Yes. And, That's um, why the pain is so loud. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Susie, this has been, this has been amazing. <laughs> and I think what we'll do now is um, we'll make sure that we put all the links mm -hmm. that Susie's talked about in the description of our video. And if anybody um, wants to reach out to Susie, what's the best way that they can? Yeah, so some of these tools I mentioned uh, for looking online, I actually have um, um, come up with, there's actually seven types of clutter that block us in our lives. Um, clutter also I've discovered is anything that blocks um, your flow in life and the joy in you. And so you can go on my website, organizenliving.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-N, living.com. If you go in the about section, um, you can look under the seven types of clutter and there's mental, emotional, and of course there's physical. Um, and you can learn about the other types of clutter, but I would really suggest looking at the mental and the emotional um, articles first, the blogs, um, because they go deeper into what causes it, how it manifests, and then some tools, as I've talked about, there's some other tools on there that can help through this process. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I do free consultations. So if you do get stuck and you're needing even more support, please reach out um, and we can schedule consultation in private and talk more about what what um, the pain you're, you're working through. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Make me go <laughs> Thank you. Oh this is such goodness. a such an important topic, and yes. we both have so much passion. I know. So yes. thanks for sharing your story and having me here. And um, and I just really want to just take a moment, just send so much love. I have so much compassion for anyone that is really struggling with this. You are not alone, mm -hmm. um, and you are very loved. And if your mind is not telling you that, your mind is not working and serving you right now, and it's learning how to really, really get that mind aligned again so that it's serving you in a, in a way that is um, really feeding you the message of truth, not illusion. Mm -hmm. yeah. and this is the first time I've shared my story, so, oh my gosh, it's like a, a little bit of a weight has been lifted too, and I hope it really helps inspire others and just know that you aren't alone and you can reach out to me anytime as well. Um, we are all in this together, we're building this community together, and we're here for you, so... Thank you for listening and watching. And um, if you have any questions, you can reach out. You can add some comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. <laughs> Bye.